Welcome to the Fiscal Fitness Podcast, where we help personal trainers, studio owners, and fitness enthusiasts get financially strong. We're here to show you that managing your money can be even more fun than hitting a new one rep max. And the best part, you already have the skills to do it. We're your hosts, Kelsa Dickey and Jill Emanuel. We love talking about money as much as we love hitting that new PR or talking about our favorite protein fluff. Welcome to the show. All right, in the last episodes, we talked about when you're not in shape financially, how that affects the way you think and how you might be showing up every day when you're feeling stressed with money. But when you're in shape financially, when you're fiscally fit, you're able to make a bigger impact in the world. Life feels more fulfilling and your actions feel more purposeful every day because they're in alignment with a bigger goal or dream that you have for yourself. Right now, it might feel like money feels super abstract. It's coming in and out at all different times and with different amounts. So you may not know which way is up or if you're making choices that positively impact your future or if some of the things that you're doing might be holding you back. We see this a lot with the clients who start working with us and as they begin to gain control of their money, they actually start to see all of the possibilities that could really become reality. Things that they never allowed themselves to even entertain before. I know, for example, when I started working with my coach, I had this idea that I really, really, really wanted to lose 10 to 15 pounds. Like that was in my head, my biggest goal. I was like, please. And I remember filling out the application and it asked what your like goal was and how long you thought it was going to take to get there. I remember putting down, I wanted to lose 10 to 15 pounds. I thought it would take me six to 12 months to do so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and I think about that and what my coach likely thought when she read my application and how she probably thought, oh, you can do that and so much more. But for me, mentally, that was such a stretch to think, oh my God, I've been trying to lose 10 pounds for so long. And if I could just do that much, I would feel so great. And like, I actually was making progress. And that's kind of the same thing that we see with clients is they'll come in with us and they'll have this initial goal. And I love to document those goals right at the beginning to write down what it is that they say they want more than anything is just to have money left in the bank account at the end of their pay period, right? Or something that seems so huge to them, but to me, like not dread payday, right? or to not fight with their spouse, or to not get into a debate on who put what on the debit card that day. Yes, exactly. And I always think like, oh, we're going to do that and so much more. But they can't even see past that initial hurdle yet. And they don't allow themselves to dream or believe that the possibilities of what they want in life could really be true for them. And I know I experienced the same thing. My goal was just to lose 10 pounds. And I hit that so quickly. And then that's when things like exploded, right? Right. That's when like the future opens up and it's like, wow, I'm actually capable of so much more. And oftentimes we see that with people in general with money. And it might be that you have a goal that you haven't shared with anybody yet. You haven't said it out loud. It could be that you have a goal 
and you haven't even admitted it to yourself yet. Mm. So maybe you're not even allowing yourself to dream about it, or you're not even allowing yourself to acknowledge that it's there, because if you don't believe it's possible for you, then why even bother thinking about it, right? It's just easier to suppress it, ignore it, put it on the back burner, because if it's constantly on your mind, but you think this isn't actually something that's possible, it's painful, right? It just hurts to like have this desire in the forefront of your mind to feel that longing and to feel like it's too far away. Too far away, and I have no idea how to get it and if it's possible for me. So we thought this episode would be so fun because we are going to chronicle some journeys that our clients have had We're going to compare what they came to us for, what they said they wanted first, and what they're doing now financially. And I have a goal of making Jill cry. Oh, no. (laughs) I don't even know this, you guys. I'm going to cry right now. No, happy (laughs) tears because these stories are remarkable, but they're also totally normal. Like they happen all the time. It's so cool to like relive these conversations. It really is. Right? So the first thing we wanna ask you to do though, as you're listening to these stories, is to give yourself permission to explore your desires and your dreams of what you would want for your life if you admitted them to yourself. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and kick us off, and I'm going to start talking about my client. We're going to go ahead and call her Julie. We're making up some fake names here for our clients. All right. (laughs) Um, Her goal, she is an art coach. Her goal was to stop exchanging time for money. So she coached women on how to become artists, like how to call themselves an artist, how to identify with being an artist, how to embrace their painting skills and that sort of thing. And she was not taking vacations, was barely spending any time with her kids because if she didn't work, she didn't get paid. And so she needed to work all the time. She now has digital courses. She has two support staff, a project manager and a community manager who manages all aspects of all of her offerings. So she's not in the weeds on any of them anymore. And the most remarkable thing ever is that she has a place now in Mexico where she hosts two to three retreats per year where women pay thousands of dollars to come train with her and she coaches them on becoming artists and it is amazing her family goes with her to the destinations they take vacations they love it she spends more time with her kids and it's incredible do you think that she ever imagined that was possible when she first came to you kelsa definitely not like what was the first thing do you remember why she showed up in the first place like what was the initial dream or hope for her with her money she was afraid that if she even took one day off of like billing clients or like having a packed client load that she wouldn't be able to pay bills or that she would overdraft her checking account i mean she was living paycheck to paycheck at the time because there were just a lot of things wrong in how she structured her prices managed the business charged for her services they didn't have a lot of organization on the personal side of their finances and so she was not paying herself at all. So she was working her tail off and feeling like she had nothing to show for it mm. except for a lot of clients. I mean, she was feeling frustrated and bitter and jaded and like starting to feel resentful, yeah. right? Because she was like, this work that I love and the people that I love, then you start to feel taken advantage of, but it's not their fault. Right. 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 It's sort of like the business she had designed. She knew something was wrong. She wanted it to be better. In her mind, it was like, 
I think she imagined that she would become a client and I would be like, oh, just raise your prices and let's get on a budget and everything will be fine. And it turned out to be so much more than that because it's like, what do you want for your business? What would you love to do? And she talked about, I would love to do these retreats and really be able to like immerse myself with these clients and spend days with them and not just one hour art classes with them, you know? And so we completely flipped her business on its head because that's what she wanted. And it was incredible. Yeah. Do you have any recollection, and maybe this is too far off of a topic, but like how much revenue was she bringing in before when she was like working her tail off, never taking a break, never having a moment's rest, feeling unfulfilled compared to like now she's probably working what, like a half of the amount or three quarters of the amount, but much more fulfilled in what she's doing. Do you have any idea of like did her income increase or did she just free up her time or do you know? I do know some of the numbers and you're actually going to make me cry now because (laughs) her business was doing good. She was bringing in $10,000 a month in revenue, which is good. Yeah. Um, Uh But she was not paying herself any of that, Right. right? So she was commingling everything she didn't feel like any of that was her money. Right. It was like all business revenue. And so it all went to bills, all went to expenses. And now she pays herself $10,000 a month. Oh, so oh that is her money yes. that she is paying herself. So the business is doing far better than that. And like I said, she's got these people on her team that... Um, do the work that they're good at. It's their zone of genius. It's what they love to do, but it's the part that she didn't enjoy. Mm. And so she now gets to spend her time when she is working, doing work that is fulfilling and satisfying and just loving every minute of it. I love that so much. So much. Oh my gosh. Kelsey's right. We're just going to cry all over the place this episode because it's so cool sharing these client stories with you guys. So, all right, so let's talk about my client, Roger, we'll call him. Uh, This is actually a client that both Kelsa and I have worked with over the years. And it's just so fun to see the journey of where they start, what they change. So this client came in, he is a like sports athletic therapist. So he really works with some very high elite athletes with training and when he first came into physical fitness was working as an hourly employee. He was, you know, really skilled and good at what he did, but had not yet like really stepped into his power and into his strength there. And over the years, he's been with us for quite a while. We've been able to really watch him completely transition into feeling really confident, really, you know, in power and control of what he's doing. He branched out, started working as a contractor with another athletic trainer in a, you know, renting a space out from them. And we've been able to see him sort of like now scale that into owning his own business, branching out on his own. He's about to move into his own office and studio. He like does training with the professional football team here. Uh, Just feels like so excited about everything that he's doing. And very similarly to what Kelsa was saying with the previous client, when he came, it was very touch and go financially, I think. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of Mm -hmm. debt initially, not a lot of money going to savings, not a lot of money going to big goals in life. And he and his wife, just even over the last year, it's been incredible watching their 
focus to their finances, how much money they've been able to put towards the things that they really want, how in alignment they feel with that of like what some of their big goals and targets are together. Um, and just him as a business owner, like feeling like I can actually make real money in this business because when he started it, it was mm. like, I don't know, like, am I actually going to bring in money? Am I actually pulling away from our family and not being able to have money go back into our household? Because I'm just kind of like barely keeping this thing afloat. I think Roger is a perfect example of the opportunities you don't take because they feel risky when you don't have a handle on your money. Mm. Because he was, it always has been a great trainer, yes. right? Like really yes. great at body manipulation and getting people feeling limber and strong so that they can perform their sport. And yet the idea of branching out on his own yeah. financially was too terrifying to even consider. And so right. he was diminishing his value as an expert in his field, right. getting paid a lower hourly rate, mm -hmm. but it was less risky. Right. Oh, right? yeah. And so reliable. that he stayed there. Right. Yes, for far too long. And we see that so often. Right. Yeah. Great. I love that story. I know. So another example is Christy. And Christy, when she first came to me, had so many credit cards, she forgot like three or four of them when we were first putting <laughs> together her initial budget. Oh, no. Like completely forgot all about them because she had so many. Her goal was to just figure out where her money was going. She um, was at the time receiving some spousal support of like $500 a month and it was going to be ending in six months. And in her mind, she was like, not getting that $500 a month is going to break me. I'm going to end up filing bankruptcy. I can't live without that money. So she was like truly living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Um, what a transformation Christy has made. Come to find out we're getting her out of debt and she's paying off these credit cards. And we start talking about one of her passions, which is tennis. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know what I would love? And this is where I love when a client first acknowledges it and says it out loud because you know right. they're believing in that possibility for themselves, yes. right? Yes. And she said, I've always wanted to travel. And she's got this great girlfriend who also loves uh, tennis. We've always talked about traveling to the different pro tennis tournaments like Wimbledon, every year going to a different one and not getting cheap seats, staying in a nice hotel in these great locations and just immersing ourselves in the experience of the tennis tournament. Yeah. And every year for the last three years, she has attended one with her friend. It is part of her budget. And this year, Christy also paid off her mortgage oh this year. Gosh. So she is making huge financial strides for her future and enjoying her money all at the same time. And so it's not just that her credit card debt is gone. That's like long in the past. I don't think she even remembers what that time of her life was like. Her mortgage is gone too. And all while enjoying a huge passion of hers, which was tennis. Right, I think that just paints such a beautiful picture of what it really means to be fiscally fit, where we are not all about like, cut out everything, total restriction. You have to like, you know, abandon all of your passions and the things that you love. It really is about how can you actually have more of the things that you love or really do the things that you love and not doubt it, question it, feel guilty about it, 
and also, it's not either or, it's and also make financial progress at the same time. So you're excited about your financial future. Right. Right. So whatever is going to get you excited. I love that. Yes, yes, yes. At Fiscal Fitness, we're obsessed with both fitness and finances, and we believe you can be excited about both too. We've helped thousands of people just like you transform their financial lives without giving up what's most important to them. If you're sick of the status quo, if you're done being on the hamster wheel, and you are ready to see just how easy it is to take the skills you already use to plan your nutrition, training, and overall fitness, and transform those into strategies for gaining control and confidence with your money, Join us at becomeaplanmaker.com. The time to get financially strong is now. Okay, so we've got another client story. This is a therapist that we've worked with, and she uh, is another business owner that I think, you know, oftentimes we can get really sort of in in the rut of things or feel a little bit trapped or stuck by the decisions that we've made. We think like, well, this is what I've created for myself now, and I just kind of barrel through it, keep it going, you know? And she had for years talked about how she wanted to expand her practice, bring in a partner, um, see if she can grow it. She did those things and then discovered she hated it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh God. I'm laughing because I can feel that pain. Like, right? I, it's like, oh, oh, no. It's like you build the dream and then the dream is not the dream, right? Yes. So it's like that realization of like, ooh, this thing that I really thought was going to be it. So, you know, it was kind of this huge transition for her about how do I actually now change my business all over again. How do I make this transition? How do I give up additional revenue that's coming into my business now from having a partner and know that I'm actually gonna be okay going out on my own by cutting off like, you feel like you've built this entire leg of the business and it's like, but now I'm just gonna cut that leg off and hope to God I'm okay. And thank goodness we were able to actually create the plan for her to do that, to show her how it was going to be possible, to help her through the transition of that and figure out how to pivot the business and grow it in a way that felt much more authentic to her, much more aligned to her passions. She, over the last year, has now parted ways with this partner and the business didn't fall apart. So, I mean, that's amazing, right? (laughs) Yes. But even more so, she has like really gotten so clear on what she loves to do and now knows very clearly what she doesn't love to do. So she was making great money, but she felt stressed every single day. Every time I had a coaching call with her, she was just like beside herself with just worry and anxiety and stress and just all of the pressure of having this additional team member that just wasn't quite aligning with her vision. And that can happen so easily. I think it's a great example of how all too often we can sometimes be attached to money. Right. Right. And we think, well, I'm making this. I can't possibly let it go. Right. Or it feels like a step backwards if you make a decision to make a little less money temporarily. Right. Right. Or it's scary if you don't know how to do that and keep the business going or keep bills paid or that sort of thing. Um, And I'm it's never a good idea to put money before your happiness and before other things like they can go hand in hand right so Mm -hmm. helping her to design a business where she is making money and building a business that she loves and serving clients that she loves and there's another client who comes to mind 
Let's call her Becky, shall we? Mm-hmm. And she is a personal trainer, studio owner. She actually has many trainers who work underneath her. Perfect example of somebody who almost didn't want to make too much money because it felt selfish or greedy, like had some Mm. blocks there against making too much money, right? And had a team of coaches and trainers who she just was not charging enough. She was not billing enough. The way she had designed her business, she was burnt out losing her mind was not bringing enough revenue for it to be sustainable long term right? right and we took a look at the business reevaluated some things talked about all the benefits that her coaches gained from being on her team and when she saw that she just like it blew her mind of like wow I am not charging enough right, right. and also helping her to reconcile that it's the more money you make, the more you can give, the more you can serve, right? And the more coaches you can hire, the more clients those coaches can take on, right? The bigger impact you are going to have in the world by thinking about this as just one factor, right? We took her from making $4,000 a month from the training revenue, her, her coaches under her, to $40,000 per month from the same trainers in Ooh. less than a year. Oh my gosh. Yes. And the, the beautiful thing is that she used the additional money coming in to hire a director of coaching and a director of training. So she doesn't have to be the one, you know, fielding all of the questions from all of the other trainers and all of the coaches every single day. And she's created training modules and video trainings and all sorts of things. So she's actually able to get her trainers up to speed faster, which means they're able to get their clients' results faster. And it is just having this beautiful triple down effect. And the world is a better place because of it. I know that sounds super cheesy, but all of us who are in a service-based industry do what we do because we want to have an impact on the world. We believe in what we're doing. We believe in helping people, you know, and anything you can do to do more of that, right, is a beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean, I think that's such a perfect example that we see so often with a lot of business owners in that they go into business because they want to make the world better, but also they want to grow a team to support other people to have really good jobs and to be able to pay them really well doing something that they also love. And if they don't have the correct structure and if they haven't really thought through their pricing, they ultimately are gonna go out of business. So they're gonna give up or they're gonna hate what they're doing. And so it's so important to have all of those pieces in place to really be able to fulfill that dream of giving back not only to the world and community at large, but to the employees and the people that you have on your own team. So, so beautiful. So what a cool story. And I just want to highlight really quickly because it is a situation we help people with often is this idea of a trainer or a studio owner who either wants to hire their first trainers, mm-hmm. right? Wants to expand their team or is has a few, but wants to expand that to be even greater. And there's so many different strategies you can use to do that. So this is just one example of many coaches that we've helped with this around, are they paying you rent? Mm-hmm. Are they part of your team and part of your business culture? And you are helping them to 
execute your program with their clients, right? right? So there's a few different approaches. It's not about right or wrong, right? And we've helped trainers do it from a few different perspectives. This is just one example, but it is something that personal trainers certainly face when they're at the point of their business where they're looking to scale or leverage and they're not sure how to do that in the best way possible. Yeah, definitely. So another client, a little bit of a different scenario, but this client, we'll call her Nikki. Uh, She is an attorney, actually, so a little bit of a different industry, but similar in the sense that like you're building your own business from the ground up, starting from nothing, trying to add a team, trying to establish yourself. And she reached all of that, has a thriving business, and then decided, I hate where I live. I don't want to be here anymore. And I have this really successful practice in this place. And now I want to move across the country, (laughs) you know, and it's one of those big challenges that so many people face, whether you're a business owner or you're even an employee working somewhere and you've established yourself maybe in a successful career field and you're feeling like, well, now I have this great job or I have this great position. How do I let go of this and go somewhere else? And like, will it be a major step back or do I need to start all over again? Am I okay taking a pay cut or whatever that may look like? It can be really hard, really stressful. It can help keep you tied to the thing that you're not that fulfilled in. Um, And with her, in this case, we, you know, had to do a lot of sort of brainstorming, obviously around how to financially and practically make it work for her to move across the country, keep her practice going where it is, like what sort of staff does she need in place in order to keep things functioning? What are fail safes? Who does she need to outsource some things to? How can we leverage her finances in order to make all of those things happen? And for her to be able to work remotely most of the time, but travel back and forth. And then what is she going to have to do to establish a new practice in the place that she's moving to? So a lot of different moving pieces and without being able to see the true financial picture or what you need as a cushion or some runway or like the different, like I said, fail safes just to keep everything in place. It can be really hard for people to make that leap and trust that it's all going to be okay. One thing I love about this client situation, just because I, of course, know sort of the behind the scenes is, and we see this all too often with so many of our clients, is she said to you, I have this dream mm-hmm. and I'm afraid to tell anybody else about it. Yeah. Because she wasn't sure if it was possible yet. And sometimes it's so scary of like, if I put this out there and then I change my mind, right? or I decide not to do it, or I find it's going to take me a little longer right. than what I really want, will I feel judged or will yeah. I be embarrassed, right? And our job in our coaching sessions oftentimes is to allow the space and the time to explore the dream, right? right? And to put a plan around it and to talk about the objectives and help create a timeline and all the things you're describing and I'm describing, I think sometimes sound really overwhelming because we're condensing it into a 30 second story. Right. But these things can take multiple sessions to unravel. Right. And to talk through. And it's our job to just ask one question at a time, to pick one piece of the puzzle that we're going to figure out, and then the next piece, right? And just start putting step by step in place until the dream starts to become an actual reality that you're implementing over time. Right. Right. But it's a safe place, I think, to explore a lot of these dreams, which is exciting. Right. 
And then another client, we'll call her Jackie. None of these names are real, by the way. So uh, (laughs) this is kind of funny. We're kind of chuckling back and forth because we both know who we're talking about. But she was a full-time teacher and she was over it. (laughs) Really, at the end of the day, that's what it boils down to. She was tired of teaching, Mm -hmm. you know, and always wanted to be a full-time coach. But it's really scary when you have a steady paycheck with benefits to leave that and do something again that feels really risky at the time, right? So for her, one really cool thing was in her mind, she was going to have to do both for a while and, you know, have to work full time as a teacher and then do coaching part time. And oftentimes we can minimize how long you have to do that for, right? right? Because it's like, if you're going to do that, which is okay, and sometimes we have to do that, Let's make the most of that, right? Mm -hmm. Let's make sure while you've got this extra income coming in, let's put as much in savings as possible or let's use it to invest in the business as quickly as possible. And in which things do you invest in that are gonna give you the biggest bang for your buck, the best ROI, so that you can leave as quickly as possible. Another example of where this comes into play is when a younger, you know, fresh out of college, age says, I'm going to go live back home for a little while to save money so I can save for a down payment on a house, right? Or I'm going to get some roommates. Let's say you're sharing an apartment with somebody, mm-hmm. because but you want to buy a house. So you're going to use that shared expense, the rent expense, to try and save for a down payment. Well, if you're going to do that, let's make the most of that situation so that you're not doing that for too long, right? Getting on a plan with your money, save as much as possible, as quickly as possible, because if you're going to do that, well, you don't want to do it for longer than you have to. Right. Right. Yeah. So at least let's make sure if you're going to make that sacrifice, which is a decision some people make, let's make the most of it. Yeah. And I remember that particular client that every single month, part of her plan was like we had this gap amount that she was going to have to cover for her income. Like mm-hmm. in my coaching, I'm probably only going to make X amount of dollars because I'm just starting and I'm ramping up. And so we would say, all right, well, we're going to have to have a plan that you're going to pull X amount from savings to compensate, which she had saved for for months mm-hmm. leading yep. up to this. And every month she would not have to pull as much as was planned yes! for. <laughs> and it was Ooh. like, yes, the best thing ever to see that happen. Yeah, because you know we always want to plan for the worst. We hope for the best, but we plan for the worst just in case. That way we are ready for it, right? My perspective oftentimes with clients and sessions is like, if this is a big decision sometimes that we're making, and if you're willing to make it when worst case scenario happens, then when best case scenario actually happens, you're just way better off and you know you made it with the best perspective ever, mm-hmm. right? That like you were willing to do it even worst case scenario, right? Right. Which yes. means you're absolutely ready to do it when it happens even better than that. Yes. Oh, I love that. All right. So let's do like one more client example here. So let's talk about Nikki and Minnie. Um, this is a couple that came in and they had been referred to me actually by a financial advisor because they had just recently come into some money. They sold their house and moved to another one anyway. They wanted to invest money. They met with this advisor who said, I don't think you're ready for this yet. Like we need to make sure you know where your money's going, that you have a plan for everything. This couple had gone through a bankruptcy years ago. They were very fearful around the things that they were doing with their money and the progress that they were making. And they both are business owners. So of course, as a business owner, it's just 
there's a lot of moving pieces, a lot of uncertainty, and they wanted to know that, hey, we're doing the right things and we're not gonna wind up back in the place that we were years ago in debt, filing bankruptcy. They have this dream of flipping houses. So he was in the construction business and she's a realtor. They'd never done that before, but that was kind of where they had this dream of going with things. And we finally got them to the place of doing it, which is so exciting. Awesome. We've got to go through all of the moving pieces, set the budget for the renovations, the timeline for things, projected everything out so they could really see a clear picture even before they dove into it. They had the goal of having a profit of $25,000 on their first flip. So they were like, that would feel amazing. If we could make 25,000 and if we could do that a couple times a year, it would just create so much more flexibility in their life. They wouldn't feel so stressed about things in their life. He is the construction owner and really like doesn't want to do nearly as much as he does. It's very stressful industry. Sure. And um, they did their first flip and made a profit of over $70,000. Yes. Yes. It was so exciting. Uh, they could not believe it. We were just thrilled and they were like, you know what? we never would have done this if not for financial coaching. They were yes. like, we just didn't see that it was possible. We didn't trust ourselves. We didn't know for sure that we would be able to manage all the moving pieces of it. Mm -hmm. And it is just really, really cool to see what can happen that this dream of theirs that they'd had for years, but kept on the back burner and were afraid to take the plunge because they didn't trust themselves or they had doubts around it how getting a plan in place and having that clarity gave them the confidence they needed to make this transition and how it, I mean, at least the first time around has been exponentially better than what they anticipated. And I just want to say too, for my own, myself, like my own journey around fitness, I experienced the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm on the opposite end of it where my goal too was just to lose 10 pounds. I had this number in my head that I thought if I could hit that, God, that would be great. Right. And I didn't even think that was possible at the time. Right. right? Like there were it, doubts about it. Yeah. And now I have more than doubled the amount of weight that I've lost. But also I now have a goal of doing my first powerlifting me. I am I feel like my whole identity has changed mm -hmm. because I started with one really small need that I allowed to grow into a big dream. Right. Yeah. And so we want you to first dream, like we said when we started this. What is your dream that maybe you're not admitting to yourself or you haven't admitted out loud? And we actually want you to share it with us. So Jill, what's your Instagram? My Instagram is Jill underscore fiscal and fit. Okay, and mine is Kelsa underscore fiscal and fit. And the first thing we would love for you to do is just drop us a DM, slide on in there and tell us what is a dream that you have for your business or for your life? and share it with us because that's you got to put it out there to somebody right? right and you can share it with us we Let would us love be to your hear safe it. space that's we are right. your safe space and then second i really want you to imagine how amazing it would feel if you had a financial plan created that maps out what it looks like to create that dream so that it goes not from like can i do this but goes to how am I going to do this? And then what are the exact steps I am going to take to make this happen for myself, right? Mm. Because that's really, it's not just a financial plan, but oftentimes 
finances touch everything from the operational, the logistical side of that decision to the team of people that you have around you to the expenses you want to add in order for that decision to feel more worthwhile for your life. And so the finances touch all aspects of it. Imagine how it would feel to have a roadmap that gets you closer to those dreams. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. So share with us what your dream is. I know we see people that, you know, their dream is that they want to work with the clients that they love. They want to be more aligned, you know, narrow their niche. They want to charge what they're worth. They maybe have been undercharging for years and have been scared to increase their prices. I know all too often it might feel like that thing you want feels so big and complicated. It's really overwhelming. And so you're just not sure how to get it. Maybe you feel stuck or unhappy with a decision you made in the past, like some of the stories we shared, or you're just not sure what the first thing is that you should do to change your situation. Once you can see the steps and the timeline, that shifts you into proactive action and you can start making that dream happen for yourself. That is financial coaching. It is more than just budgeting. It's more than just getting out of debt or getting a little bit of money in savings. It is about putting your money behind what you are dreaming about for your life. So what is your dream? Maybe you want to work with clients that you love, but you're not sure how to do that. Maybe you want to charge more money and charge what you're worth. Maybe you would love to take vacations that don't go on a credit card or that you don't have to figure out afterwards how you're gonna pay off. Maybe you would love to have more money to invest in your own training or coaching or growth and development. Maybe you would love to feel confident telling people what you do for a living and feeling really proud of that. Maybe you would like for your business to feel more sustainable. Maybe sustainable without you in the weeds every single day. Maybe you would love to feel like what you're doing isn't just temporary, or if you shouldn't go and get a second job as a bartender. Maybe you wanna help people, but you are worried that you're gonna go broke in the process and may just end up closing your doors or shutting down your business. We know that you guys have some big dreams when you allow yourself to really think about it, dive in, let your mind just eliminate all of the roadblocks and really, really think about what you truly want in life. And in the next episode, we're going to be showing you how the principles, the practices, the daily habits that you've already developed for your nutrition, for your training can be applied to your financial life as well. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, remember to hit follow, leave a review and share us with your favorite gym buddy. For more money strategies, and to follow Maya and Kelsa's own fitness journeys, follow us on Instagram. Search Jill underscore fiscal and fit and Kelsa underscore fiscal and fit. And if you're ready to gain control and confidence with your money, join us at becomeaplanmaker.com. Say one, two,